Welcome back to the channel today, everyone. I am Sarah Higdon. This is Transformed to Freedom. And we're just going to jump right into it today. So if you didn't see, obviously, well, first, I guess um, I hope everybody had a good Super Bowl last night. If you watched, if you didn't. I mean, it, it is interesting. Um, I haven't watched I, I haven't watched football in years, and this is the first time I've watched the playoffs, mostly because I grew up a Lions fan. And it makes me angry because I know that the Lions should have beat both of those teams last night. So, just what it is. Could have made history this year, but instead, the Chiefs won, if you didn't know already. Um, so, I want to kind of start off. We're going to talk a little bit about some of the aftermath and obviously the conversations that was had around the Super Bowl. Um, we're going to talk about Joe Biden. Joe Biden not being fit to serve an office or him being allowed to serve an office, fit to serve an office, but not fit to stand trial um, for a case that involves classified documentation. So, but what I want to kind of start off with actually is what we, we kind of discussed this a little bit last week. I just kind of want to bring this next point home because we talked about Michael Rappaport starting to support Donald Trump in the way that he's been speaking about things. Um, he's mostly because of what we see in Israel and then what you're seeing happen in you know, New York City and then all this stuff. And you're seeing a lot of anti-Trumpers, like the, the worst people who had the worst TDS coming out and actually saying that Trump might be the answer to fix the nation's issues. Um, and he actually went a step further. And this is something, this is something good too, is that he actually admitted that the narrative that he pushed during, um, Michael Rappaport, that is pushed during the Charlottesville stuff was fake news. Like he admitted to pushing fake news. So um, let's just kind of play this because, it, again, it goes back to what we talked about last week and to can Donald Trump actually flip New York? Maybe. That's a maybe. But here's what he said. This is a long uh, interview, but this is pretty good. So if you if you if you believe in the Obama doctrine, and, all right, you know, it'll be nice to each other, whatever. There's no way you were voting for for Trump. It just wasn't in the cards. It wasn't happening. It was abrasive. He was racist. The media, yada, yada, yada. And he was a joke. Like as, as New Yorkers, like he was like, yeah, a, he's a ball busting troll. Exactly. He's a, he's a, but, he's a but shit here's talk. why I think you're going to vote for him this time. Cause you've seen what happened under his first term. You didn't like it. He's the, you know, he's the big dick and he's got the mean tweets and he's orange, but life was good. There was no wars. The economy was going good, but damn, he's a, he's annoying to look at. But you also can acknowledge that the media had a major role in that. Uh, uh, a that, major role that in that. When you take a step back. Yes. Please. You also acknowledge that. Because I, well, you've I will also, acknowledge yeah. that, you know, that one thing about the Charlottesville that 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 I ranted about. Yes. And I was wrong. About the both sides thing. Yes. Yeah. And, but, so and I respect so irresponsible. And I respect let, the let, shit let, out of Wait, let me, let me hear him out. Hang on. Yeah. Go a little bit more. What do you mean by that? You were wrong on that. No, because he said the, the both sides, you know, there's good people on both sides. And when you see the full quote, yeah, yeah, it, that wasn't what, what he said. And, 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 you know, I, I ranted on him hard for that. Mm -hmm. Hard. There's some video about it, whatever. Yeah. I mean, I ranted hard because I was like, what are you talking about, man? Because you got played. And here's what the, re this is why I think you're going to vote for Trump. is because you, much like me, much like many people, independent thinkers, not the sheep. Realize we kind of got played a little bit. Yes, Trump ain't exactly the smoothest character. He's not, he's not Jesus Christ. No, but he actually, his policies and who he has around him are way better than what's going on there. And here's my final point. You see what's going on with the border. You <laughs> yep. see what's going on with the wokeness. <clears throat> you see what's going on with culture wars. And you see what's going on with actual wars. Yeah. Specifically, you see who the, the Democrats have exposed their hand especially the progressive left. You see what's going on between Israel and Gaza. You have three starved David highs on your chest right now. Mm -hmm. And as someone who is a proud New Yorker your whole life, you see what the Democratic Party has turned into. This DEI, ESG, yep. woke, 
manifestation of ridiculousness, intersectionality, decolonialization. You're looking at that and you say, you know what? As much as I can't stand big dick Donald Trump, you said it. At least he's fucking normal. At least he doesn't want to turn my boy into a girl. Well, at least he's normal. Well, yeah. Yes. You, you, at least, his poly, at least he doesn't it. want to turn my boy into a yeah, girl. Yeah. At least he's defending Israel, not the fucking terrorists. And at the end of the day, I'm a reasonable person. Yeah. So like you said initially, I think I'm going to consider this. Oh, it's, I'm considering it. Yes. But to pull that, well, I don't know, we don't pull, pull levers anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Actually pull that lever. Yeah, well, the pulling the but, lever for Biden. And, the, and then I'm, I'm going to okay. tell you right now, I won't vote. I'm not voting for Biden. No. I'm not voting for Kamala. I'm not, you know. But then I'm you not, can't talk shit. And you need well, to be able to talk uh, shit. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. So, so you're saying, so for you. I won't vote for them. So no matter what, that decision is that ain't happening. Okay. No, I'm Love. not. They're not not happening. Who, what? For no. Kamala, I'm for Kamala. I'm wow. not voting for Or anybody. For well, but Mikey, what about anybody else? What no, about no. Mikey? What Listen, about anybody? Maybe, for what the he's left? saying is. Who? who? Saying There's is, nobody. I'm saying like Kennedy. What if Newsom or one of these cats pop up? That's I, Gavin. I just left California. I'm not voting for Gavin with good. the good hair. I love that. I love that. Gavin with the good hair, just like Becky. Fuck out of here. So my so my here's my thing though. So I'm not a sucker. I kind of love I, I wanted to play the whole thing because watching like actually watching leftist wake up is is a great is something that's kind of great. And obviously I'm not the I'm not the biggest fan of Donald Trump either. I'm not saying that I'm where I'm at with that. Um I just think it's interesting that somebody that was so hardcore left actually has taken the time I can appreciate somebody who says I was wrong when they, when they, when they go back, they look at the narrative that was being pushed, how the media pushed it and where it's gone from there. Right. And, and how it manipulated people like that. I, I, I think it's, I mean, it's also very interesting to see that he says, I wouldn't vote for Democrats. He moved from California said he wouldn't vote for Gavin Newsom because he just moved from California. So why would he want to vote for what he just left? Which is interesting because that's what a lot of conservatives say when people move from California to leave because it's gotten so bad to move somewhere like Texas and Florida and all these other places. And then they then the leftists want to go then vote for Democrats still vote for the same policies they just left. He's smart in that regard. I think it's I, I, I mean it's really it's really an interesting thing to watch when 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 people start to wake up when start to pe when people start to wake up to how bad like there's the the, the left is and how bad the far left is and that the le far left has actually started to take over i think that's uh i think that's an interesting it was just really it, it's 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 interesting i just wanted to play that because it kind of again tied into what we talked about last week I think there's a lot of people that feel that way. I think there's a lot of people that um, have seen what's happened, have seen how far this has gone, and they're tired of it. They are waking up, and I think the, this is this is where the pendulum starts to swing back. I've talked about how a lot of the 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 you know the the gender laws. Um, you know, transitioning children, males playing and female sports, like those are not popular ideas. Yet the leftist politicians push them because they know their audience is not going to wake up, but they're starting to wake up. And I think you're going to see a, a surgence of at least centrist, like centric, like people that are in the center coming back and actually pushing the, 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 the far left out I think we'll be actually start to bring the country closer together again, honestly. Um, but now on to Biden. So if you didn't see, let me see, I have this real quick. Um, where is this? Okay. So, Last week, if you didn't know what was going on, so a special counsel was uh, Robert Hur was brought in to determine if there was evidence to prosecute Joe Biden uh, for withholding classified information um, 
classified documentation after he had left the, the White House as the vice president. Uh, they found stacks of doc, classified documentation in his uh, Delaware garage. Very similar to what Trump is now in is in uh, court in Florida was in court in Florida uh, for trial on you know withholding classified documentations from when he was president at Mar-a-Lago, right? So what's interesting about the conclusions is Trump's being prosecuted. Biden, they said, will not be prosecuted because. He is not mentally capable to stand trial is basically what they said, right? So um, they said, and this this is, um, they said he, he did what they were, what he's accused of doing. Our investigation uncovered evidence that President Biden willfully retained and disclosed classified materials after his vice presidency when he was a private citizen. However, he added or he added the evidence does not establish Mr. Biden's guilt beyond a reasonable doubt and cites factors related to his memory. They said it was was significantly limited during the interview. So Here's what he said. We've also considered that at trial, Mr. Biden would likely present himself to a jury as he did during our interview of him as sympathetic, well-meaning, elderly man with a poor memory. Based on our direct interactions with and observations of him, he is someone for whom many jurors would want to identify reasonable doubt it would be difficult to convince a jury that they should convict him by then a former president well into his 80s of a serious felony that requires a mental state of willfulness. By during during their investigation, they said Biden's memory also appears to have been had significant limitations both at the time that he spoke to I don't know that name in 2017 as evidenced by the recorded conversations and evidenced by his recorded interview with our office. Basically they said that he couldn't remember a lot of dates, details. Um, there was, um, some, something that he couldn't remember when his son Bo died. He couldn't remember what year he was vice president. Um, he basically he he had his memory issues were bad enough that they said they think that a jury could be convinced that he did not willfully willfully retain the documentations. Um, he just forgot about them. So he's basically saying he's too old to be prosecuted, but he's not too old to be president, which I've long said I would put a cap at like 65 years old to say you can be like, if you are 65, you can, you can serve after like you can be elected president on your last term if you are before 65 years old, but after that, you gotta retire. Like that's our retirement age. We have a cap, 65 seems reasonable as a top point for, um, you know, any elected politician, not just president. I, I, I say this for any elected politician, we need, you know, age limits. We have age minimums, 35 years old to be president. Why not an age limit? What's interesting, though, and somebody needs to be fired for this, like really be fired for this. Somebody on the president's staff thought it was a good idea that as soon as this report came out, they were going to do an emergency press conference just to show 
how bad, I mean, how, how good his memory actually is and how, you know, acute he is there. Watch. First thing that happened, I mean, he lashed out at a reporter. So you can see this one. He lashes out at reporters. Mr. President, for months when you were asked about your age, you would respond with the words, watch me. Watch Many me. American people have been watching and they have expressed concerns about your age. That is they, your judgment. They, that is your judgment. That is not the judgment concerns. of the press. They express concerns about your mental acuity. They say that you are too old. Mr. President, in December, you told me that you believe there are many other Democrats who could defeat Donald Trump. So why does it have to be you now? What, what is your answer to that question? I'm the most qualified person in this country to be President of the United States and finish the job I started. What's interesting about all this is it was actually released today, and I don't have it in here, but it just sparked, sparked my mind that um, he's due for a physical... But the White House has now said that a mental acuity test is not not on the docket for uh, for for him. They're not going to do it. They're not going to let the American people know that he's actually fit to serve. Um, but here's here's the next one. This one's this one's pretty interesting too. Um, here, as you know. Initially, the president of Mexico, Sisi, did not want to open up the gate to allow humanitarian material to get in. I talked to him. I convinced him to open the gate. I talked to Bibi to open the gate on the Israeli side. If you didn't catch that, um, he's talking about Mexico and the border with Gaza. Um, really? Mexico's now in the Middle East? That's, uh, that's a hard sell to say that that was just a slip up, right? Um, which, cause it's interesting, right? I mean, this isn't just, if this was just a one-time mistake that he misspoke on Mexico being in the Middle East, that would be one thing, right? Like, but the thing is, is like, I don't remember what it was. Like last week he was talking about, he was talking about meeting with the French president who, passed away in the 90s he's literally been at a press conference but he's actually been at an event before and asked where a woman was who had been killed in a car accident earlier that week he literally forgot that this person that he was supposed to be at his event was killed in a car accident the week of this was a this was i can't remember who that was but that one's interesting um there's another one here we go so there's a couple more clips so here's another one of them just lashing out at the report Oh, come on. Here's the next one. All right. I've seen the headlines since the report was released about my willful retention of documents. This, these assertions are not only misleading, they're just plain wrong. On page 215, if you had a chance, I know it's a long, it's a thick document. On page 215, the report of the special counsel found the exact opposite. Here's what he wrote. There is, in fact, a shortage of evidence. 
that I willfully retain classified materials related to Afghanistan. On page 12, the special counsel also wrote for another documents, the decision to decline criminal charges was straightforward. The evidence suggests that Mr. Biden did not willfully retain these documents. The evidence said I did not willfully retain these documents. In addition, I know there's some attention paid to some language in the report about my recollection of events. There's even reference that I don't remember when my son died. How in the hell dare he raise that? Frankly, when I was asked the question, I thought to myself, it wasn't any of their damn business. Let me tell you something. Some of you have commented, I wear since the day he died, every single day, the rosary he got from our lady of Every Memorial Day, we hold a service remembering him, attending by friends and family and the people who loved him. I don't need anyone. I don't need anyone to remind me when he passed away or when he passed away. Simple truth is, I sat for a five-hour interview over two days of events, going back 40 years. At the same time I was managing an international crisis, their task was to make a decision about whether to move forward with charges in this case. That's their decision to make. That's the council's decision to make. That's his job. And they decided not to move forward. For any extraneous commentary, they don't know what they're talking about. It has no business report. The bottom line is the matter is now closed. It was so funny when you watch a clip like this, Biden's lawyers are literally sitting there saying, what are you doing? Stop. We won. He's basically now saying that he he wants the prosecutors to prosecute him because their whole motion to dismiss the case was based on that he's not mentally aware enough to stand trial. That he can't actually remember the dates. And he's literally going out in a press conference and saying, how dare they say, I can't stand trial. That's what he's, that's what he's saying right there. Like, he's basically going against, like, this is why the person that, whoever thought this was a good idea needs to be fired, because it's like, he went out there, and he shunt of, because the only thing that he can do by going out there is defend his mental acuity when... when that was the whole reason why he's not being charged. You know, I, he's, it's willful. It's willfully done. It's interesting. This might be one of the best clips though, of the entire thing. I love this. Peter Juicy uh, from Fox news. This is a good one. I like this one. This one's. Well, thank you. And I'll take some questions. President Biden, something the special counsel said in his report is that one of the reasons you were not charged is because, in his description, you are a well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. I'm well-meaning, and I'm an elderly man, and I know what the hell I'm doing. I've been president, and I put this country back on its feet. I don't need his recommendation. It's How totally bad is your memory, and can you continue as president? My memory is so bad, I let you speak. That's uh, that's you that's. Your memory has gotten worse. No, look, my memory is not good. My memory is fine. My memory. Take a look at what I've done since I become president. None of you thought I could pass any of the things I got passed. How'd that happen? You know, I guess I just forgot what was going on. <laughs> oh, thank you. Enough. Or you're not actually running the show. That's how they got passed because it's not you that wants these passed. It's you're a pawn and you're the figurehead of this whole whole thing. What's amazing about that clip is leftists actually took this as a, a dig at Fox News. They said, "Oh, the president's mentally aware." He he, he thought he, they like they thought that he he actually they actually did something to to when uh when when he said that to Ducey. like this i don't know i forget i don't know who remember who kyle griffin is but he said president biden and fox news is doozy 
like basically excluding them. My memory is so bad, I let you speak. And I just responded, this really is the point you think it's making. Like that was like a self-own. Like if there was a self-own, that was it. Because for me to say, my memory is so bad, I let you speak. Yeah, if your memory was good, you wouldn't have let Ducey speak. <laughs> like his aides are going, oh my God, why did you let Ducey speak? <laughs> my memory is so bad, I let Fox News, who always gives, is always going to challenge me, speak. That is the worst comeback ever. Like you, you cell phone pretty good right there. That was a good cell phone. <laughs> But yeah, so I don't know. I, 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 it's interesting because since this has taken place, um, several members of Congress have come out to try are now trying to remove the president via um, uh, the Twenty Fifth Amendment because he's not mentally fit to serve because he can't even serve trial. So why would he? Uh, how could he? Um, how, how can he run the nation if he's not even fit to serve trial based on, on this evidence? Unfortunately, I do think that that is the Democrats' plan. I think that they will get through the convention and then lead up to the election. They will do a, the old bait and switch. They will switch somebody else out who has not taken the slings and arrows of the political process of, you know, the Republicans. And I think that they will try to get somebody like, there's a lot of float that Michelle Obama is pulling high. Um, there's a lot of float that Gavin Newsom could be, could be it. I actually, I mean, I think, I mean, obviously we know that probably Obama and the team are kind of running a lot of stuff from behind the scenes as we speak. So I, I think that, you know, that could be a viable option that Michelle Obama steps in. That could be the easy way to swap out. Um, and she checks all the DEI, DEI marks, right? So I think that that could be something that happens. I do. I, I'm starting to believe that it's not going to be Joe Biden um, on the ballot in November. It's going to be whoever the deep state picks to run against Trump. Um, but we'll see. But if this all wasn't bad enough. So obviously we had the Super Bowl yesterday. Um, and I, I, I honestly, I, I feel like the White House is starting to troll a little bit. They're starting to play into some of the right wing conspiracies um, this, some of the things that the right wing has started to point out about everything. Um, in, in a lot of ways, you know, the whole Taylor Swift stuff, like they're, they're going to use Taylor Swift. She's a psyops, all this stuff um, that, you know, everybody on the right was kind of saying that, of course, Kansas City was going to win the Super Bowl. It was rigged from the beginning. And so right after the Super Bowl ended, the intern posted from the president's account this. This ominous message that just says, just like we drew it up. Obviously, poking into, trying to get the right-wing conspiracies to run wild is to say, yes, they must. So this could be 2D chess. It could be another double fake. It could be... Them now saying, of course we're, of course we're, of course we rigged it when they did rig it to draw you off the scent, or it's them just trying to troll because they didn't do anything. Um, or it's just them admitting it. So it was one, two, three D chess. I don't, we don't know. Um, this is cringe playing up the dark brand and stuff when he's trying to, you know, unify the country. I don't know. It's it was really ominous. It was kind of like, wait, what? Um, but what's even more interesting, you know, was also uh, yesterday. The president lost. 
to to try to now again because they're losing so many young voters. They created a TikTok account for the president. If you haven't seen this video, here it is. Two great quarterbacks, hard to decide. But if I didn't say I was for the Eagles, then I'd be sleeping alone. My wife's a Philly girl. Game or commercials? Game. Game or halftime show? Game. Jason Kelsey or Travis Kelsey? Mama Kelsey. I understand she makes great chocolate chip cookies. Deviously plotting to rig the season so the Chiefs would make the Super Bowl or the Chiefs just being a good football team? You get in trouble if I do. Trump or Biden? See? Playing into the conspiracies and doing it very cringy. <laughs> like, really? Like, this is what you're going to put? Like, this... What's interesting, again, about doing this on TikTok, obviously we know TikTok's a platform that mostly young people use. But we also know that his administration is considering banning the app. Like, here's the way that... Um, Kirby actually responded to this, how the White House responded to this. Uh, when asked about banning the platform, like the, the administration is planning to ban the platform, yet now they're on it trying to court voters? Let's see. Uh, thanks so much. Um, John, on TikTok, can you explain what are the national security concerns that the administration mm -hmm. has about TikTok? As you know, uh, it's not approved for use on uh, government devices. And that remains the, the case uh, today. And I think, uh, um, again, I don't want to get into too much of the uh, uh, of the national security technical reasons behind that, but um, it, it does have to do with concerns about the preservation of data and the potential misuse of that data and privacy information uh, by foreign actors. I think that's as far as I can go. Uh, thanks so much. Um, John, on TikTok, can you explain what are the national security concerns that the administration has about TikTok? No. So, yeah, if they have national security concerns about the use of TikTok, why are they then using TikTok? Are they now, a, like, because it's a Chinese app, right? We all know this. It's all, everything is there. If it's if it's a national security threat because the CCP is actually using it to, you know, affect our elections and affect our politics and all of this stuff, why then would you go on that app? It's because it's to court voters, obviously. Like they they are going to do whatever they need to do. They want to look hip and cool, and um. So a lot of, they've invited a lot of content creators, most of whom are TikTokers to the White House to have press briefings, to push their narratives. Um, and so it's, you know, it's interesting out there, but continuing on this trend this morning, was it this morning? Yeah, this morning after... After the, the Super Bowl win, obviously, again, playing into the conspiracy that they are courting Taylor Swift to push uh, Joe Biden to their her audience and all this, like, that, that she is a psyops to do all this. They take, again, this is, this is, this is very cringy when you take to the White House podium to congratulate all Swifties when Taylor Swift really was not in the game. It's literally her boyfriend. Let's watch. All right, everybody. Happy Monday and good afternoon to everyone. Hope everyone got some rest after last night's Super Bowl. Uh, the president was able to catch some of the game. And on his behalf, I want to extend a big congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs on their third Super Bowl win in just five seasons. And also congratulations to all the Swifties out there. The president looks forward to welcoming them back once again to the White House. Again, very cringy. 
it's a very obvious step. Um, it, it's like, y'all know, just so you know, full disclosure, I do like Taylor Swift. I like her music. I think she's cool. Um, I think that a lot of people out there are, I think a lot of people on the right are missing an opportunity to, um, you know, pull people to our side by using somebody like Taylor Swift as an example as to why right-wing conservative politics, or at least libertarian politics, as I would prefer to say, you know, win out. Now, I'll, I'll kind of explain this here in a little bit, but the gist of it is Taylor Swift hates George Soros. George Soros funds very much of the left, almost all, like every, like you can look at the leftist politics and you can see George Soros hands in it. Cause if you don't know George Soros and other groups bought out Taylor Swift's like out, bought her, her, uh, the recordings from her recording studio, bought it out from under her. She wasn't even given the opportunity. They bought it for something like $300 million. The Those tracks, those masters, will never even make that much money back. It's her, yeah, her catalog. They bought her, they bought her catalog out from under her. She went, on, she went on TV and expressed what had happened. So what she did instead, because she's the songwriter, she owns the copyright to all the music. She owns the copyrights to the music she just doesn't own the original catalog so she then started to re-record taylor's versions of everything and so when you see taylor's version of the same song play that song because it go the money goes to her it doesn't go to the people that bought her catalog which i.e george soros and 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 team the thing is If, if, if people on the right were like, if dads are out there, this is an opportunity. And I, and I, I'm, I'm not, this wasn't even my, I'm not, I'm not going to even take credit for this. This is something that I was watching on Timcast a few weeks ago and he was mentioning this, right? So Tim, Tim was talking about this. It's like, this is obviously something that you can talk to your daughters about like, Hey, and this is exactly how he, he had put it was like, Hey, I heard Taylor Swift doesn't like George Soros and then have your, you know, teenage daughter tell you exactly what happened and then be like, yeah, man, he's a really bad guy. Plant that seed. That's how you, you know, bring people into your community, like bring people into your way of thinking, relate to them. The problem with the left and the right is they don't know how to relate to people on the other side. I always say that people need to go and, you know, read how to influence, how to, how to make friends and influence people because you, you don't win people over by beating them over the head with a stick. You win them over with good arguments and being relatable, relate stuff to them. Um, and me personally, I just try to be friends with people. I mean, personally, I, I don't know how to actually do any, like, I don't know how to actually influence people. I just know just to be friends with people and then generally when you're friends and you're nice to people and they see you're not this crazy leftist, then you can have a conversation as to the best way to, you know, fix society. It opens up conversation and it changes the perception of everybody in a single group. So that's the way that I, I, I see it. And I think that, you know, people on the right are missing a huge opportunity with this. But I'll tell you, I think that people are, I think like even the NFL, now, now we're going to move on to Taylor Swift because now even the NFL, they're setting her up. Okay. They are setting Taylor Swift up. And I don't know if you can see this on your screen because it might be too small. Um, 
Now, look, I actually don't have an issue with what's going on in this video. I actually have more of an issue with the NFL. So here, watch. So Taylor Swift hanging out with her friends at the football game at the Super Bowl. Slams a beer, which it's amazing because a lot of people, again, a lot of rednecks would be like, oh, hell yeah, if it wasn't Taylor Swift, right? Um, if it wasn't somebody that they knew that they didn't, they weren't, they weren't programmed to dislike, they would be like, oh, hell yeah, a, a woman who can, you know, slam a beer and, and have a good time and party. I think that, that they would love that. Like, I, like I said, this was, this was my caption for it was, is the NFL supporting this? Like, I, I like Taylor Swift. I'm all for partying, hanging out with friends like this. I'm, I'm all for this. I would I mean, I drink, I go to the bar. If my friends ask me to take shots, sometimes I'll take shots. Starting to get a little bit old for it, but you know, I'm, I'm okay with it. Me and, and me and Taylor are about the same age, but this is something I'm okay with. But with the NFL, then putting iconic next to it, that's where it gets a little bit weird. It, it really does feel like the NFL is just setting her up. They're setting her up to be the villain. Um, because, like I said, they're—I mean—they're putting her on the screen all the time. Um, it's never been Taylor Swift has never been the issue. I don't even think a lot of people that that are that are mad about her you know, taking over football or it's like, wait a second. She's just dating somebody and going to games. It's not her fault that CBS and the NFL and all the other organizations are putting her on the screen every five seconds. You know, it's not her fault. Let her live her life. She's what? 35, 36 years old. She's trying to find love. I don't believe that. I, I I honestly think that like it's it's really interesting because yes, she is she's a strong feminine woman. He is a toxic masculine. <laughs> he he's full of the the full of the toxic masculinity, um, redneck boy. Who yes made a mistake with the Pfizer stuff. Um, but it was obviously that's stuff that happens with celebrities. Um, and you know, I, I think that they would live a more, more of a trad life than what, I mean, I think that's the thing is they, they would be more traditional. They both seem to want kids. They both want to settle down and have kids and, and live more of this country lifestyle. And yet the conservatives are pushing them away. Um, Ryan says, do you think she's being used? I mean, I, if she, she's been in this game long enough that I don't know if she is being used. I, I know she's being used by the NFL and the, uh, the organizations um, who put games and everything like that on. I, I absolutely think that she is being, this is being hyped for a reason um, I mean, since since she started the games, like since she, she started going to games, viewership has been up. I don't know what the numbers were on this. I predicted before that this 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 Super Bowl that this was going to be one of the most watched Super Bowls in recent memory because finally, and this is something that I don't think people realize is like finally women actually want to watch the Super Bowl. And, and again, just kind of this is this is uh, stereotyping a little bit, but you know, m wives that don't really want to watch football all the time with their husbands are now actually like, Hey, you know, men, like husbands and fathers are actually connecting with their wives and daughters who are watching football games now. Like that should be seen as a good thing. Um, 
and all that. I think that, you know, I think that that's what's kind of, that's driven a little bit of this, but, you know, also the interesting thing about this video, and I don't think I have a closer video of it. Let me see. Uh, no, I don't. The interesting thing about this video is everybody's talking about, and I don't, I didn't know who Ice Spice was even before yesterday. Um, but she does make some weird symbol like horns with her with her fingers and she's wearing an upside down cross which there is difference in what an upside down people are saying it should satanic stuff and like why people are asking why are taylor swift and somebody like ice spice friends i don't even i don't know if they're friends i don't keep that close of tabs on things i do know that like for the same, they would be they could be sitting in the same booth for different reasons. Because I mean, I saw a booth with Henry Cavill and the Apple CEO and Bad Bunny all in the same in the same uh, suite at the Super Bowl, and apparently it was due to Apple like with a, with a with a contract with a with a promotion with Apple ever all those people were in the same promotion so that they and they were all basically paid to be sitting in the same suite with um Tim Cook the Apple CEO could be why she's there with Taylor Swift don't know it could be a paid you know they could be on the same record label there there's just I don't which I don't I don't know if that would be the case but there it could be something connected to money all that stuff I do see that being the case um, and this was a weird moment because while people were watching Taylor Swift, she was doing something really weird with her hands. And it was, it, of course it could, again, just be to draw the conspiracy theories out there, but it's really bad. What the, the worst part about this and the up, upside down cross where there's different interpretations of it. I know some atheists wear upside down crosses because it seems to be anti. The, like the antithesis of Christ. But I've also know that um, some people, especially maybe it's just Catholics, I don't know, um, see the upside down cross as in honor of um, oh, who the I completely blanked on who it was, but it was um, one of the one of the apostles who it was like the first apostle. Was it Paul? I'm like a crucified if people see this. But um, they um, had, they decided to be crucified upside down to martyr themselves in honor of Christ because they didn't want to be put on the cross the same way as Christ. Um, so they, they chose upside down more as a martyr symbol. And so that, that the upside down cross is kind of seen more as a martyr symbol. Um, what really, but I, I will say the worst thing about this, about what ice, what ice spice is wearing is the Balenciaga. Now, if you were not, it was Peter. Thank you. Thank you. S SRN. It was, it was Peter. Um, who martyred himself and was on the cross upside down. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but so Balenciaga, this whole thing that people are actually wearing Balenciaga again and um, all this is really just proof that either that, that the only, the way to get over scandal is to wait it out, right? If you are big enough, the way to, Pass a scandal is just waited out. And now Balenciaga, if you don't remember, they had this really weird um, photo shoot last year that there was like child sex trafficking cases like on the documentation. And there was just, there was huge protests. I, I was out at one of the protests with Gays Against Groomers um, and some other, um, and, and, and the mom army because it was like, they used children and it was like very demonic, like children stuff. And it was, it was, they, I mean, they should have been completely canceled for that. 
because it was basically signaling that yes, Hollywood is full of pedophiles and this is the type of stuff that they think they can get away with. They kind of pass the buck off to their, off to their designer, everything like that. But now people are openly wearing Balenciaga again, which ties into this whole, what were those symbols? What was she doing with her hands? The upside down cross. And now Balenciaga that then ties into a deeper, again, symbolism that shows maybe this person that Taylor Swift is hanging out with, she might not be the best person. She's coming across as very surrounded by evil, right? Um, if, 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 if what Balenciaga was seemingly pushing before did not, turn you away, I would say, um, I don't trust you and you should probably, uh, yeah, you probably shouldn't be making weird hand gestures and wearing upside down crosses. Like, honestly, the other two stuff could be explained away, but the Balenciaga can't. I don't know how anybody feels comfortable ever seeing. I, I would never feel comfortable see, be, being seen in Balenciaga again. But they haven't done anything to change their image. Like, absolutely nothing. Right? So, I don't know. But it is interesting, again, watching all the conservatives and watching people trying to push away Taylor Swift fans when the one person who is actually trying to bring them in, Donald Trump. Donald Trump went to Truth Social this weekend to say, to basically say that Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift has only benefit under him and Joe Biden hasn't done anything for her. He said, I signed and was responsible for the Music Modernization Act for for Taylor Swift and other musical artists. Joe Biden didn't do anything for Taylor and never will. There's no way she could endorse crooked Joe Biden, the worst and most corrupt president in history, in the history of our country, and be disloyal to the man who made her so much money. Besides that, I like her boyfriend, Travis, even though he may be a liberal and probably can't stand me. Donald Trump gets it. He gets it while everybody else is kind of pushing, pushing the Swifties away. Donald Trump is out here going to try to court them. Even says he, he likes, he likes uh, Travis Kelsey. So, you know, the biggest thing that everybody always says negative about Travis Kelsey was the Pfizer stuff. Was that he was one of the big pushers of the Pfizer vaccine um, I don't know exactly how deep he went. I haven't seen too much. I just know he is the was the face of Pfizer, face of the vaccine, the COVID vaccine, right? Um, but I would say Donald Trump was just as big of a pusher of the COVID vaccine as Travis Kelsey with Operation Warp Speed and all that stuff. I mean, they kind of had the same... Same issue with conservative voters would be the Pfizer vaccines, the vaccines. If that's the only issue you have with Travis Kelsey, then maybe. And you like that. If that's the only issue you have with Travis Kelsey and you like Donald Trump, maybe, just maybe, you should open your mind a little bit and um, possibly give this a chance and try to court instead of push away. But what do I know? Um, lastly, talking about the Super Bowl, I wanted to bring this one up too because let's uh, we're gonna go through this one, okay? So during the game, Dove, Dove body wash, the soap. They had this really amazing. They had this this uh, blimp it looks like i don't know um and it was in vegas and they had a banner on it and this is what it said so watch the video 
It says, let's help keep girls in sports. And it said, now we've got your attention. Our confident sport program has landed in Vegas, ready for the big game. Hashtag keep her confident. Interestingly enough, keep girls in sports. So what I actually reacted to this was Dove wants to keep girls in sports, but don't realize competing against males is what's pushing most girls is what's pushing a lot of girls out of sports. Um, and they support trans athletes over females. I say this because, um, Dove supported Laura Hubbard, the failed, um, trans Olympian. They, they supported her, um, because, and so I've read, I've read and written enough articles about girls, in sports who have had to compete with males. Um, one of them was a volleyball player who said it makes her not want to compete anymore because as soon as they step on that court, they know that they're already at, an, at a disadvantage. It's demoralizing to compete with males. And so they, they're, they're just going to stop playing sports. And so if you want to keep girls in sports, you got to keep males out. Right. I mean, it's, it, it, it would make sense. And um, I'll go to um, Icons, Icons Women's uh, page. They are the source that I use to um, see this because they, in 2021, then said, History in the making. Congrats to Laura. Here's to more trans representation in sports. So in 2021, it was here's to more trans representation in sports. In 2024, now it's keep girls in sports. So you supported pushing girls out of sports in 2021 because of males, and you didn't realize that that was going to demoralize young girls so they wouldn't want to compete anymore? Come on now. That doesn't make any sense, does it? Doesn't make sense to me. Um so, and it is interesting because they did actually, let me go to click on this. They shut off their comments. But what's funny is they got 100, their, their ratio is 133 likes to 247. Interesting, right? Um, and that's basically what the comments all pretty much were for it. Yeah. I just don't get it. But um, thank you. And actually, if you guys saw later this week or earlier last week, I put out two extra videos. So if you haven't gone and watched those, make sure you go watch the two extra videos I put out last week. I, I This week, I may have two more videos and I'll just kind of give you a sneak peek of what those are. Um, so first, the University of California on all their campuses has seen a rise in a, a huge, like triple, has seen the number of trans and non-binary students triple uh, since 2021 or 2019. However, I there's something that's really interesting is 4% of people are now identifying as non-binary where it's still like 0.1% and 0.2% are uh, based on sex are, are identifying as trans men and trans women, meaning that the transsexuals are actually still about the same size as we've always have been. It's all the weird queer, um, queer population, you know, self ID stuff that's, being elevated. So the people that have gender dysphoria is not so high. Gender dysphorics are the the gender or the gender dysphorics are have basically remained the same in these campuses, whereas just the the people with person with 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 different personalities are um, are skyrocketing. 
go figure. When you don't have to actually have surgery, do hormones, or have even a medical diagnosis, who would figure that that would actually skyrocket? So I'm thinking about, I'll, I'll probably put something out on that here this week as well. As well, um, we also had um, the American College of Pediatricians came out this week after reviewing over, was it, 60 studies that say that there is no long-term evidence that meant that mental health concerns are decreased or alleviated by gender affirming therapy. So I'll put that out as well. Um, I should, if I have time, I'm going to make those videos. If I don't just bear with me. Okay. Um, we can talk about those later, but I want to say that, um, thank you again for joining me for another great week of transform to freedom. If you haven't already, make sure you click that like and subscribe button below. Follow me across all social media platforms, and I will see you next time.